You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Scott Chasen. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com, and the man across the studio from me is Scott Chasen. And Scott, uh, there's the national title thing going on. I I get that. That's important. Mm -hmm. But our uh, theme music did not win a Grammy this year. Very disappointing. You know, Fitz, I was excited to come here all happy. In honor of David McCormick, I wanted to ask, when was the last time you raised the roof a little bit? I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, I'm just very disappointed about the Grammys this year. I know. It's, it's a heartbreaker. But you can interact with us on social media at Facebook.com slash The Drive Show, on Twitter at The Drive 13, and of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of The Drive, you can listen to an audio-only version that it will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at GoPowerCat.com but only for two more Monday mornings Mm because this is our second to last show. This is like the big season finale before the finale. Mm -hmm. They do that now. I don't understand why. Let's start things (laughs) off with our two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt, your work boot center. Well, Scott, Kansas basketball has reached the national title game for the third time under Bill Self. How much of a surprise has this run been? Well, Fitz, it has been a little bit of a surprise for one, considering where KU was, especially when Remy Martin wasn't playing, when he was injured, dealing with that knee injury. It's also been a surprise because this is a good Kansas team. And as we were talking about before the show, this team's playing very well. But I'd argue this is not one of Bill Self's best five or so teams. It's probably in that next group, that next two or three after that. Um, Certainly a few really good ones, including the championship team, the team that uh, the year COVID was canceled, never got a chance to play for a championship. But uh, look, Fitz, the surprise of this team has really come from how much it hasn't really changed other than, I guess, the Remy Martin spark in the NCAA tournament. You're seeing a lot of the same guys that were a part of that second round exit last year. Really everyone you're seeing in these highlights who just made a lot of internal um, improvement. And look, that was most notable with David McCormick. David McCormick was so dominant in this game. And yes, coming in, we knew there was a bit of a mismatch. I love the on-his-head celebration. Everyone kind of freaking out pandemonium there. We knew David McCormick was going to have the mismatch, but we hadn't seen him play like this. 25-9, and he was absolutely spectacular. And, And the stat that really grabbed me, because what matters most in these games is winning, how the team is playing when you're on the court. Every single stint David McCormick had on the court Kansas extended its lead. So they were plus 11 in his first stint, then plus seven, plus one, plus seven again. That's how you win a game when, you know, your best player in the game, you could say it was Ochai. Ochai shot the ball great. Ochai is a first team All-American. He was paramount for Kansas. But when David McCormick was on the court, Kansas just flat out dominated Villanova. It didn't matter that Christian Brown was quiet until the last few minutes of the game when he hit a few shots. Didn't matter that Jalen Wilson didn't do much offensively. Had a couple lapses defensively, although he did rebound very, very well. When you have a guy 
like David McCormick, who is the mismatch in this game, and he plays like he's the mismatch, you just don't lose that game. He, he was absolutely phenomenal, uh, fantastic. So Fitz, bit of a surprise. Good Kansas team playing great at the right time. I will say, though, I did not expect Kansas to be here. Maybe a selection Sunday, you could have seen a path. I'm pretty surprised Kansas is at this point. Well, they have had a path kind of open up for them a little mm -hmm. bit. And honestly, this almost feels like a payback for that COVID year when they had such a good team and there was no tournament taking place. So um, they've had some fortune along the way, but they're playing their best basketball of the year. And it's going to be a really good championship game. Yeah, two teams, and we'll talk a little bit more about North Carolina, but two teams just playing really the best they have all year at the right time. Well, Fitz, Jerome Tang is less than two weeks on the job, and roughly half the roster is transferring, including first-team all-Big 12 guard Nigel Pack. Is this any reason for concern at this point? Well, no, not in the age of the transfer portal. And let's be honest here, it's fueled by the ability of players to get into the transfer portal so easily. But the same is true, they can come out the other side. And we know that K-State's coaching staff is working very hard to restock the roster. Things are kind of in a little lull right now around the Final Four as all the coaches are down in New Orleans uh, throughout college basketball, not just K-State's. And I think we'll see a lot of portal movement once the game is finished on Mondays and throughout this week. I'm not worried right now, but I do, and I think uh, K-Staters would agree, want to see some guys coming to K-State through the portal as we move forward. They haven't even uh, officially hired their third assistant coach. They've made three announcements with staff, two coaches and a, a chief of staff. But, uh, and I think uh, we might see some action in recruiting related to that coaching position. So this is gonna get very interesting for K-State fans, but none of this shocks me. Now, am I a little bit surprised um, Nigel Pack went into the portal? Yeah, because he didn't really say he was going to or hint at any point he was going to. He just did it and maybe caught his coaches a little bit off guard. But he did say K-State's still on the list. I don't think that matters. I don't see any way that he'll be back. Rarely does a player put his name in the portal and, and then end up staying at his school once he starts uh, taking visits. So that hurts. I have, there's no way to sugarcoat losing a guy that can score like Nigel Pack hurts. But at the end of the day, he's a 5'10 shooting guard. He wants to play point guard, and really he's not that able as a point guard. He's okay, he's adequate, he's good, he's, but he doesn't have a lot of quicks. So he's more of a shooting guard, which gives you some matchup problems. We know this from Baylor's recruiting, if you observe how Jerome Tang and Scott Drew put together their teams. They want bigger, more physical guards. They want guys that can get to the hole while being able to shoot from the outside. And I think we'll just see a higher level of athlete going forward. Will that be on this upcoming season's roster? They got a lot of work to do, but I'm confident in the upcoming seasons they will have a much different looking K-State team, Scott. Yeah, well, and Fitz, you won a case study. Iowa State, they lost one of their best players to Gonzaga. They lost one of their best players to Kansas. And what happened? Team got a lot better anyway because of the coaching, because of the culture. Yeah, it's amazing. We're going to see Brady Manick from Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma didn't make it to the tournament this year, but they were still pretty good. And mm -hmm. without Manick, who really reinvented himself in every way possible by going to North Carolina, mm -hmm. including a whole new look that kind of <laughs> deserves me. Well, Scott, let's talk about the Big 12 coaches. Bill Self has the chance to win his second national title on Monday. Mark Adams in that hair is getting <laughs> National Coach of the Year buzz, and Scott Drew was Big 12 Coach of the Year, and that just scratches the surface of the names in this conference. Mm -hmm. Is this the best coach league in America? It's, I think it has to be. I, I mean, you just look at the top five Big 12 coaches this year. You mentioned three of them. 
Chris Beard was playing for a national championship, what, a couple years ago? And who would be number five? Oh, I don't know. The guy who just went into the Hall of Fame, Bob Huggins. So, uh, yeah, this, that's your top five coaches. To break into even that, like Mark Adams maybe has for at least one season, you've got to be a national coach of the year candidate. It's really insane. I did want to take a second and focus on what Bill Self has accomplished because Fitz, for the longest time, the knock on him was this guy can't get to the Final Four. This guy is getting to the Elite Eight and something just isn't clicking. Well, now Kansas has made two Final Fours in four years, and that includes, a, a, you know, in the middle of that, there was the NCAA tournament where Kansas was set to be the number one overall seed. Um, I think Bill Self has a legitimate case with Coach K out of the sport, with Roy Williams out of the sport, with some of the other guys getting up there in age, uh, to be that one coach that you would say, hey, he might be the best coach or most accomplished coach in the nation. I think the two candidates against him there would be John Calipari, obviously of Kentucky, and Jay Wright of Villanova, who Kansas just advanced past. But the one advantage Bill Self has always had is that regular season dominance, all those league titles, I think 16 and 19 years at Kansas, nine number one seeds. Uh, and again, Bill Self is great, Kansas is great. I think Bill Self is the best coach in the Big 12, but, but still there are other competitors and other people who come up year after year that are starting to bother him in conference. And I think that's what's so impressive. Fitz, there are no bad coaches in the Big 12, or if they are, they usually get fired pretty quickly. But yeah, I mean, you look at that top five, you look at the rest of the league, it's ridiculous how good Big 12 coaches are. Now, I'm gonna be blunt here. I saw the SEC hire some coaches that in no way could compete in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. um, to coach in the Big 12 is a very big deal, and Jerome Tang at Kansas State's gonna have his hands full uh, but he already knows that and because he's been in the conference for so long. Yeah. Ask, ask Pittsburgh what they think of Jamie Dixon now yeah. that he's moved along. And, like, this is the eighth best coach in the Big 12. I mean, yep. it's just insane. It's it is crazy. crazy. Now a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Well, last week's question was, how long before Jerome Tang has Kansas State back in the NCAA tournament? Look at the results. A, next season, so some high expectations. That's 62% of people. Give him two seasons, 30%. Not anytime soon. The pessimists, they make up 8% of the vote. I think Bruce Weber was voting. <laughs> this Eight week's times. question is this. <laughs> Would a win Monday night make Bill Self college basketball's best coach? A, yes. B, no. C, I kind of like this answer, he is regardless. Vote on our Twitter page at The Drive 13. Well, inspired by you, Fitz, I had to come up with a creative third option. It couldn't just be yes or no. Uh, well, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill, but we will be right back with more on KU and K-State on The Drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to The Drive as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Scott, 
Take us to Monday night's game, please. It's in New Orleans. I want to go. <laughs> North Carolina outlasted Duke in a classic on Saturday. What kind of opponent are the Jayhawks going to see tomorrow night in the Tar Heels? Well, Fitz, a, a really fun-to-watch opponent, and it was actually funny. Uh, I think it was maybe Jeff Goodman who asked North Carolina. He was trying to be polite. He was like, you guys weren't, let's say, as fun to watch early in the year, and now you are. I think he didn't want to say you guys weren't playing as well, and the players were like, we were fun to watch early in the year. What were you talking about? So it was kind of a funny press conference moment down in New Orleans today, but look, North Carolina has some really exciting pieces. We can start with Brady Manick just because you shouted him out. Uh, this is a guy who's had some massive performances. In fact, he's had 19 threes in the tournament. He's averaging about four made threes a game, scored 28 against Marquette, 26 against Baylor. Uh, Brady Manick has been a matchup problem, and if you're one of our eagle-eyed viewers and you were watching the Kansas-Kansas State highlights while Fitz was talking in the last segment, you saw Jalen Wilson twice allow an open three with a late rotation. Just based off his size, you would assume Jalen Wilson will spend some time chasing around Brady Manick. If he plays like that, Brady Manick will make him pay, and Kansas will be in for a long night. Now, guard play with North Carolina is also great. Caleb Loves has gone for 30, 28, and 23 uh, in this tournament. Two different times he's hit six threes. Obviously, Ochai Abaji did that in the last game. And then Armando Baycott, the big man who has kind of an ankle injury. We'll see. I expect him to play. He's averaging about 15 and a half points and 17 rebounds in this tournament. Now, little fun fact there, I believe Bill Self actually coached him at the 2018, I want to say, FIBA Americas when Bill Self was kind of getting to head up that team. Quentin Grimes was on it. He actually took MVP honors. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Matthew Hurt, some other names uh, that you might remember. North Carolina is an eight seed. North Carolina kind of stumbled out of the gates, and there was a long time where it was kind of confusing, you know, what they were doing. They're 11-1 in their last 12 games. Really, I think they're 16-3 in their last 19, and in that time, they've been one of the best teams in the country. So I think Kansas is the better team. I think Kansas probably has some better talent. But when you start with those top three guys, North Carolina has some shot makers. They can, they can you know, hit it from long range. They can also play up tempo, which is something Kansas likes to do. I think this is going to be a really fun game, and I hope the refs let them play like they did in the Kansas-Villanova game. I'd love to see that style of officiating Monday night. I'm just fascinated by Brady Manick. Mm -hmm. I, I, he went from total dork to, like, <laughs> a lumberjack. I don't understand. I, I think I want to grow my hair out. Never mind. <laughs> I, there's still time, Fitz. There's, there's still time. There's hopes, but no. So not every dream can come true, kids. <laughs> well, Fitz, speaking of a good time to dream, how's that for a segue? Like spring football is underway at Kansas State, and it's the first spring for new offensive coordinator Colin Klein. How will this offense change under Klein? Well, we did get a, a brief glimpse of that in the uh, Texas Bowl against LSU, and uh, the offense seemed to have a little bit more rhythm to it. I mean, it, it seemed to have a little more confidence in what it was doing. It was a little more locked in on, on what Colin Klein likes to do. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun offense. I think it's going to have a little tempo to it. They'll be able to go faster than I think what we've seen the last few years from K-State football, uh, including in situations of uh, short yardage where they might just line up and go. Uh, but we saw in short yardage situations, uh, you know, a lot of uh, misdirection, deception, um, you know, a lot of different things going on uh, at the point of attack, and, and it really makes the defense kind of pause. That wasn't always true with um, the previous offensive coordinator. I'm really excited to see what Colin Klein's playbook looks like. And, and he admitted to this at this week's football press conference 
<clears throat> that you know he's got the Courtney Messingham, the North Dakota State stuff that he and Chris Kleiman ran up there and then brought to Kansas State. He's got the Bill Snyder stuff and he's got some of his own stuff, which I think we've seen. Uh, and to put stuff in, you got to take stuff out. And in fact, I think he will probably trim down this playbook quite a bit and really zero in on the things he wants to do and then maybe add some wrinkles as the season goes on. Honestly, I think K-State the last few seasons wasted a lot of practice time on, on things that they just didn't put out on the field. And that's always bothered me. That's not a shot at Cordy Messingham. That's just a shot at every coach who does that. Run over this stuff over and over and over, never quite find a place to get it out on the game field. That's bothersome. And I think Colin Klein, as a former quarterback, will fully grasp that that is a real waste of time uh, and, and zone in on the things that he plans on using in games. The thing is, uh, if you go to that final spring game, it's just a practice, it's not really a game, you're not going to see much from this offense. They're going to keep it under wraps as best as possible and, and debut it when the season kicks off in September. Well, Fitz, first of all, we were just talking about it. It's crazy to think about that happened this year, right? That bowl it's game. Crazy. It's three it, months ago. <laughs> look, it's a new time for Kansas State quarterback position, offensive coordinator. I think it's exciting. I also think some of, you know, they have a lot of continuity there too. So it'll be interesting to see what stays, what doesn't. And mm -hmm. I think you laid it out nicely. Yeah, it's, it, it's going to be fun to watch them call a game. Mm -hmm. And now we step out of bounds, and Out of Bounds is brought to you by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Well, Fitz, it was impossible to miss because of all the coverage it got, but Coach K's career ended. I, I'm not sure if you saw this with a loss to North Carolina yesterday. Any parting thoughts on Coach K as one of the greatest coaches in the history of the sport? Uh, it's been amazing. I'll be very fascinated to see what happens with Duke basketball going forward. And it's not like North Carolina has set a high precedent here. I mean, you know, they, they replaced their legend and uh, then they went to the national championship <laughs> game. Uh, but Coach K is a guy that uh, handled all the pressure and all the, all the bright lights of being regarded as the best coach in the business with class. And, and he had such an interesting demeanor to him. Uh, I've always been a Coach K fan, but not particularly a Duke fan. Uh, but I, I think he leaves a huge legacy, and I kind of agree. I think Bill Self might ascend to that status now, particularly if they can win on Monday night. Yeah, and, and I almost thought Mark Few had a chance to get there, but he's got to get over the hump and, and just yeah. win one at some point. Well, I, I just don't know how they're going to be ready every year to go to the mm -hmm. tournament and, and play that kind of competition game after game when they just don't see it throughout the year. Yeah, really. but on your point on Coach K, I absolutely agree. I, I think he's a fantastic coach. He's been fantastic at amassing talent. I think he left some meat on the bone this year with this team. I, I looked at the stuff, you know, they ended well offensively, but if you watched what they ran offensively, kind of their system, how they played defensively, it just felt like maybe this was the good time. He, he's older, he's definitely up there in age in his yep. 70s. Maybe, maybe time to move on, but even then, he got his team to the Final Four, so much respect to him on that. Yep. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Now let's hear from the fans. Our fan question is sponsored by Metalark, supporting people in living their best lives. Well, our fan question this week is, Fitz, should we be worried about Nigel Pack transferring in conference? That's from Tyler in Topeka, and please uh, specify how worried we should all be. I, I'm not overly worried about it. I know he'll get attention from Big 12 schools, but I just suspect he's going to end up closer to Indianapolis. If I had to pick a school right now, I'd probably say Purdue because of Coach Weber's ties to Matt Painter and that program, serving as assistants together under Gene Cady. But we'll see what develops. K-State's still on his list. I think he's going to leave the region, though. That's just my gut. Mm -hmm. Fitz, people be upset if he went to Illinois. I don't see that fit. I don't. Mm -hmm. 
again, he's an undersized guard that isn't particularly quick. He, he was just really well used in K-State system. Mm -hmm. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back as we head down the home stretch of this week's show. Now it's time to take a look at our predictions and remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. You got to get it in quick though because all of these for this week deal with Monday night's game so they'll be up and gone before you know it. Mm -hmm. Let's look at last week's results. The viewers uh, who are clearly doping uh, went 3-0. <laughs> I th think they've just taken an advantage here of the rules. Mm -hmm. and Scott, I think the viewers are cheating. I honestly. do. I think they're cheating. I think they're voting too late. They're hacking the results. I really don't like this. I, I don't like it at all. Mm -hmm. Scott and I both went 2-1, and one, and what's significant about that is he can only tie me now. Mm -hmm. He can't beat me. He can, he can just <laughs> hope for a tie. Mm -hmm. But the viewers have won this thing. Congratulations, mm -hmm. you stinkers. Now, here are this week's picks. So we start with Kansas minus four and a half against North Carolina in the national championship game. Scott, I think KU wins a classic, but I'll take North Carolina because of those four and a half points. Yeah, Fitz, I hate being in the position to where I kind of have to take Kansas with, you know, to win by five or more. It's very uncomfortable to not just pick a team to win a national title, but then say, oh, yeah, they'll do it a little bit comfortably. So I will take Kansas and feel horrible about it. Uh, next, we're going to talk top score. So Ochai Abaji from Kansas, he's averaging about 19 a game. Caleb Love, North Carolina, he's about 16 on the season. Who you got? Well, the Beatles said all you need is Ochai Abaji, <laughs> and that's what I'm going to say. Well, if I had had time, I would have tried to come up with something funny. I'll just said. take Caleb Love. I think that's what it is. And our last prediction uh, for the week is rebounds. Who will have more, Jalen Wilson or David McCormick? I'm going with Big Dave. I, I'm all. You got to raise the roof. You got to raise the I roof. Got to do it. Mm -hmm. yep. I will go with Jalen Wilson, but I, I expect that to be a close one, too. Okay. <laughs> Again, make your picks on our Twitter page at The Drive 13. And now it's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One by Local for a strong local community. Let's start with Mr. Scott Jason. Well, Fitz, there was an excellent story in 24 7 sports uh, yesterday coming off that Kansas win in which Ochai Abaji actually showed maybe a little bit more than just some confidence. He's a confident guy, but he's a, you know, a good kid. He doesn't talk himself up. There are others on the team who do that. But he sort of talked and reflected on Oscar Shibwe of Kentucky being National Player of the Year and how, hey, he feels he's right up there. In fact, when the team was running to the locker room, Christian Brown was shouting out, that's the National Player of the Year right there. And Ochai Abaji was shouting back, guess not, guess not. I, I think that kind of speaks to where Ochai has gone. He's been through this slump the last few weeks, which coincided with a lot of this voting, and yet he's the first-team All-American who's still in the tournament. He's the guy who's carried uh, Kansas past a couple of tough games along the way to get to this game. Hasn't played his best ball until the Final Four, but he was magnificent last game. Well, Bruce Weber said he wasn't cutting his hair until something happened with NCAA rules. A picture of him at the Final Four shows he cut his hair. 
So apparently he gave up on that quest. But uh, it was good to see Coach Weber down at the Final Four as all the coaches convene. Like I said, K-State, will you get there sometime in our lifetime? That's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We'll see you next week and all week on social media. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.